Cass. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to the 19th episode of Two Book Book Bitches. Bitches. Welcome back, everyone. What's up, book bitches? Here we are after a long weekend. I'm in a turkey coma. I know. I've I've just so much food this weekend. I so much. Ate way too much. I literally don't want to see food for the next, I don't know, like three to four days. (laughs) I've eaten turkey like three days in a row. Like I'm I'm done. Same, same. So hopefully all our Canadian friends had a good Thanksgiving weekend mm-hmm. as best as you could during these nutso times. Um, We have updates. Yes, we do. Okay. First update. So we always like, we'll say at the end of that, episode, like, oh, like leave a review if you can on like Apple, right? And I feel like the way we were talking made it seem like no one like leaves us reviews or whatever, but... Whenever we look at the podcast app, like we would always like see our reviews and for whatever reason, like everyone who had left us a review that we could see was like, oh, like our fellow Canadians, fellow Canadians. So I was like, oh, it's only Canadians that are like leaving us a review, which I feel like, okay, fine, dumb, dumb idea. So then we got an email from one of our listeners, Nicole B. And like, we've been emailing back and forth and she had like said in the email, made reference to a review that she had left us. And we were both like, I'm very confused. Because we couldn't see her review and I was like, I don't, I don't understand. So I did some Googling and apparently you can only see the reviews that's like in your country. So like if you're in Canada, you can only see the Canadian reviews. Like on the Apple podcast app. Yeah, exactly. So I went on this website called like Chartable and so many people left reviews from like other countries. We like finally got to see them all. So thank you. It was so nice. There I was... feel like this is just truly amateur hour for oh, like 100%. us being novice at podcasts. Oh, 100%. It was literally insane. Like people have left reviews from like Germany and Mexico and like the States and all shit. Like, thank you. That is so, so nice. So yes, we appreciate all the reviews. Yeah. Now we actually know where to see everyone's mm-hmm. reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, next update. Next update. Um, We sometimes get asked personal questions and... Mm-hmm. I think we are going to save it for a Q&A episode. Yes. Yeah, because people are curious. They're like, well, what did you study in school? What did you like, blah, blah, blah. And we will answer. Eventually. Maybe just not in this episode. We'll do like a whole, we'll do like a little. There's too many things to talk about in this episode. So many things. We'll we don't save wanna... it for later. Exactly. Um, Fun Sarah J. Mass stuff. What did she do? She went on a Insta Live. Was it Insta? I think so. I didn't watch it. I saw it on like Twitter after or whatever. Tagged us in it in various places. Um, But yeah, so Sarah J. Mass did a live with um, these other like book reviewers or maybe are they book bloggers? I'm not 100% sure. Are they right? I think are they authors even? I think they're authors. I don't know. No idea. So she was talking with them about her um, new books coming out, which is Crescent City book two and you know. Silver Flames. Um, and apparently she says that it's some of like the filthiest shit she's written thus far. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Can't wait. It's cra- like she said it so many times. Like she said it about Crescent City 2. Mm-hmm. And she said it about the Nassian novel. That it's like some of the filthiest. And I'm like. It's so bad she doesn't want her own relatives to read it. Yeah. So you like you know. it, And it, now they're all being marketed as adult books they're not are they yeah i don't care about that yeah we sure silver flames is i think so i think now going forward she's marking them all as like new adult or like adult interesting 
Um, so I don't think they're going to be considered young adult anymore, which I feel like they probably shouldn't have been from the get-go. Well, but it's easy to market to YA. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reality that's true, of it, right? True. Oh, and she's only writing three Crescent City books. Thank so, God. That's, that's within my limit of acceptable length of series. Right? So. And that makes me think that Hunt is endgame. I don't think that they'll get there, like, smoothly. Like, I don't think it'll be smooth sailing. I don't know. Technically... Akatar was only three novels and she didn't end up with Tamlin. Clearly, this is me like wishful thinking, trying to like justify. Oh, I want her to end up with Hunt, but like, I don't trust it. No, I know, I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid. That was my first thought though. When I saw those three books, I was like, okay, so there's a possibility that Hunt could be Endgame if there's only like three books. True. Um, and the other thing we found out was like, apparently, we're going to find out what's in the present. Like That's the present that from Cassian to Nesta that was in. The Court of Frost and Starlight. Yes, the, the little, little novella. novella. Yep. Um, so we're going to find out what's in the present. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. We've talked to a couple people like over email and there's yes. some interesting theories out there. I think we're all wrong, to be honest. Oh, I honestly think we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something so obscure. Actually, Whatever. there was someone, wasn't there someone who emailed us and oh, I feel really bad. I can't remember who, but they were saying something about it being her, a siphon for her, mm. which I kind of, I kind of like that theory. Maybe. I feel like that's a believable one. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And but that would clearly be him knowing something that we don't about Nesta's powers, though. Yeah. And I mean, we do know that they had spent time together privately. You know what I mean? So... But not that much time. I know, but maybe he, like, tuned into something that, like, we didn't I, know. We're I just gonna know. have to wait and see. I don't know. Um. Okay, yeah. That. So that was really exciting. If we can find a link to, like, a video, maybe there's, like, a YouTube video of, like, someone compiled. We'll put it in the... Um, episode description so you can go watch it if you haven't watched it um okay here's our next little thing um i read kissing the coronavirus um i'm shaking my head right now honestly my head it was um i don't even know where to begin like it's i'm gonna read you a couple was this something it was downloadable on the kindle app Yes, it was. Jesus. Um, I I spent the dollar, whatever it was, to like read it. Wait, it wasn't even free? No. You you bought this. A hundred percent. I needed to read it. Oh my god. I like I had to. I um, thought it was free. No pff, I freaking wish. Hold on, let me let me see. Oh, did I like oh here we go. I'm just gonna read you some select. Please be very selective here. Okay. I don't need my ears to bleed. Uh, honestly, if I had to suffer through this, everyone does too. Okay, so Oh my, I honestly, I feel like I can't even read this. Like we talk about sex all the time on this podcast, but this is just taking it to literally another level. Like, oh my God. Okay. 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 This is so, so basically the premises of this is like, there's a scientist and she's like working on the cure for coronavirus, but she's sexually attracted to the like virus in its vial. And she's picturing it as like a man. So this is one of very confused right now. So this is, this is one of the sentences. Alexa, who is a scientist, Alexa took the creamy bubbling COVID-19 sample from the workbench, holding it closer to her quivering breasts as she returned to the sampleometer. Okay, wait, there, there, here's another one. Okay, this is apparently what the coronavirus looks like, apparently, or his strong brow, piercing blue eyes, supple lips, a wide jaw, like the trunk of a car, Bulky, thick shoulders, a flat stomach, a bulge in his trousers the size of a medium-length python. What on earth? 
Suddenly, a strong chonk of a finger rubbed across Alexa's cheek. She looked up at him. His eyes were striking like a goat's, but without the sideways pupils. His tongue was soft and hot, like a chunk of microwaved fish. Okay? And then he spun her over, clamping his hands down on her ass, spreading her cheeks wide. Like, can we just uh, stop there? That seems like enough for me. Um, I was like... I was expecting to read this and be like, haha, this is like so fun. It was honestly ridiculous. And like, this is what we've come down to as a and human race. And you spent money on that. I, I had to do, I literally, I was like, I, I need to, I need to know what this is. It was actually like, I felt so uncomfy reading it. I was like, damn, I can't believe someone sat there and wrote this and then like put it out into the world. Clearly some people are just have a lot of time on their hands This right is now. This is what we've come to. So I read it. You heard some select lines. And save, I will not read it. Save yourself um, your sanity. Don't do it. It's it's not worth I have it. Zero, zero plans. It's literally not worth it. But I took zero one for the team and do it. that's my, my official rating of this uh, book is zero out of five stars. So there's that. If I could give it negative stars, I literally would. I think you should. Also, the science in it was really like shoddy. Like, not enough research done. Clearly. No, the, I think when they were making the vaccine, like she was like, I put one more drop of virus in the vaccine. This would make it work. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. You know right. that TikTok sound where it's like, I am a woman in STEM, Bunsen burner. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what this book felt like. It was, uh, it was tragic and a disservice to everyone who's actually trying to figure out the vaccine to the coronavirus. So that's that. Um... Okay, last two things. Reminders about the Harry Potter episode. Yes, we've gotten a bunch of um, questions, comments, opinions through the form, and it's great to see that. So just a reminder for you guys to fill it out if you get a chance. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm you so excited. You have like, I guess, a couple more weeks. Yeah, I'll keep retweeting it on Twitter too. So follow us on Twitter if you do not. You get like so many updates there, um, and you can submit that way. And then last update before we start. Thanks to everyone who voted in the uh, from Blood and Ash versus Six of Crows. What one? So it was very tight race there. Um, it was 50-50 for a, yes, a long yeah. time. But from Blood and Ash, one. Yes. By, by like 3%. Not, like not, it's not by really... much, but yeah. So, so that book won. So that's what we'll be doing in November. Mm-hmm. And then Six of Crows, we'll push that to January. Yes. So we'll do both, but yeah. We're still doing both, but... Also, just, yeah. From Blood and Ash fans are very loud. They were like so gung-ho about From Blood and Ash. They were. I was like, damn, all right. So I'm excited to read it. Apparently it's very good. It's good, but I've like heard some spoilers about it in terms of like the love interests, which I don't know if I'm into. Am I going to be mad about it? Is it like a you not into it or you think I'm also not going to be into it? I don't know. You might not be into it either. Shit. Okay. I guess we'll have to see. They'll have well, to we'll read have to it. See. I'll have okay. to see what the characters are like and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I know the so main we'll characters are Poppy and Hawk. And the first one. Oh. 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 Okay. Damn. All right. got to start reading that one. All right. All right. All right. Anyways. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here okay. we go. Let's start. Okay. Today oh we're God. doing the second half of Serpent and Dove. So, obviously, spoilers ahead. If you haven't read, turn back now. Or don't. Literally, we're not your moms. Do what you want. 
And there you go. That's so it. we will pick up from where we left off last week, which was um, where we saw Estelle burning and Lou passing out from using her magic to take away Estelle's pain as she burns yes. on the inside. Yes. Very, very aggressive tactic. Yes. And she just passed out from the pain. Yeah. Um, so Miss Lou wakes up in bed and she finds Reed beside her because he basically just like fallen asleep holding her hand because obviously he can't bear to be away what from a cutie. her. Because he's husband of the year, apparently. Um, and Lou, like as she's waking up, she's thinking she's like really stupid for ever believing any relationship with Reed could work out. Mm-hmm. Which to be honest with you, fair assessment. There's a lot working against them. So thinking that this relationship would go smoothly. Well, I mean, he's grown up his whole life thinking witches are like the Ex- devil. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we'll talk about that at the end because I have some thoughts. Um, but yeah, so Reed ends up waking up and tells her that Ansel had run to get um, like Brie slash Coco. They mm-hmm. know her as Brie, but obviously it's Coco the yeah, yeah. witch. Um, when Lou collapsed and they couldn't calm her down. Like apparently she was like thrashing around and they just couldn't settle her. And she's been out for like three days, which is insane. Um, Reed asks her why she watched it, if it upset her so much. And she tells them that, and she tells him that it's because that's the least they could do because they're the ones who killed her, which honestly, facts. Mm -hmm. Face up to what you did kind of thing. And Reed tells her that Ansel says she was crying and Lou like doesn't deny it. So that makes Reed question why she would cry for it. Because remember, Reed likes to call witches... It. it um and Lou is pissed and she's basically like she was a person and we burned her which broke my heart because that's how you like dehumanize people right like you call them it and mm-hmm. make them different and other and it's much easier to justify like what you're doing to them because at the end of the day like you're literally burning a woman at the stake yep like no matter how you look at it and what a terrible way to go I think the worst way to go probably like I'd rather drown and that's saying com- like coming for me that's a lot I feel like maybe drowning is quicker. I just, I don't know why. I feel like drowning is more peaceful. I don't think so. Really? No. I think, I I avoid the water, so. I feel like I've heard that, like, drowning is, I mean, you're suffocating, right? That that can't be peaceful. I think freezing to death is what is peaceful. Oh, Because you just slowly stop feeling. Well, if there's a scientist out there who knows the answer to this, let us. See, I always thought that drowning was peaceful because... More than anything, you just lose oxygen to your brain, so you kind of just like slowly. Yeah, pass but out. also, like, what a way to die! Like, you're you're oh, like you're yeah. you're inches away from living. You know what I mean? Like, if you just like swam or, or like floated, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could escape it mm-hmm. somehow. Damn. Still, every way is a bad way to go. I mean, like, obviously. So, ugh. obviously, but I feel so like macabre. burning, though, is like, you feel that to the end. Oh my god, yeah. That's, I I can't even imagine. Um, So, Mr. Reed is spewing garbage about witches, how they deserve to die, how they're demons, blah, blah, blah. And then Lou hits him with the million dollar question. She's like, what if I was a witch? Would you burn me too? And he does not hesitate. And he's like, yes, I would. Which I mean... Except, like, I expected that answer from him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that at this point, he's just so, like, indoctrinated, like, in his beliefs that, like, of course, he would say yes to that. Mm-hmm. And technically, he, like, just met Lou. It's not like they've been, like, BFFs for their whole life. Like, he met her, like, a hot second ago. Um, And then Lou tells him to leave and that she needs to be alone. And this is when she finally confirms that La Dame, the... Oh, my God. Here comes the awful French again. Fuck. Sorcier. Yes. La Dame de Sorcier 
um, Morgan LeBlanc is her mother. So we get like full confirmation. She confirms in her head though. Yes. Like, like not to read. No. Obviously she hasn't admitted to read that she's a witch yet. So this is when you get like a little mini backstory. So when Lou was 16, her mother tried to sacrifice her because there was a pattern that her mother saw saying that with Lou's death, the royal family would die and that would end their reign. So in, I guess in her mind, like they would reclaim their like lost land or stolen land or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou escaped, but is now wondering if she made like the right choice. Because I guess like seeing Estelle burn is really like putting things into perspective for her. Right. Um, Coco comes to see her saying she doesn't blame her for Estelle's death because Lou had no choice, which is true. Like it was either her or Estelle essentially is right. what it come down to. Um, Ansel is there as well. And Coco reminds her that witch sympathizers will burn too, that everyone will be watching Lou now because of how she reacted to the burning, mm-hmm. um, which means Ansel because now Ansel, he knows. Yeah. Well, he smelled the magic when she did it, right? Exactly. Um, Ansel hopes that Reed can see witches differently too, and Lou ends up like going to the library hoping um, to find info on how to understand Reed so she can make him see that not all witches are evil. So I guess she's trying to like understand the enemy like psyche type thing and try and like dismantle some of the things that they um, think about witches. So while she's like there, she gets found by the archbishop and she tells him that she just wanted to borrow a Bible, which is like apparently every cover up in this book is like, oh, I was looking for a Bible. I was looking for a Bible. Grab the Bible. Let's start reading verses. So he actually gives her a Bible as a gift. And when she returns to her room, like Reed is there and he helps her braid her hair because she's like super hot and she wants to get the hair off her neck. And I don't know why. I think this is so like parts like this where like men braid their like girlfriend's hair or like brush their hair. It's so tender. I mean, I want to agree with you, Mm -hmm. but the only thing I'm thinking right now. Oh my God. Okay. Is um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Where he wants her to go to that red room all the time with her hair braided. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, So the braiding thing is uh, maybe a little ruined for me. That didn't necessarily ruin it for me, but um, I'm just wondering, do you think, I wonder if my fiance can braid. I feel like he could. He can tie, he can tie, like like if I give him a hair tie. He's pretty good because he can tie your hair in a ponytail. When we tried that with my fiance, he was epic fail. It, yeah, it was a little tragic. I was like, oh my God, watching this occur. I was like, I was like losing hair. <laughs> he's like yanking it. I'm like, oh God, this is a hot mess. But yeah. Um. So yeah, so he's braiding her hair. And then obviously they start talking and Lou starts asking him questions about how he became a captain. And he's kind of hesitating to like, are you sure you want to know? And she's like, yeah, of course. Like, tell me. So he says that he was promoted because he found a group of werewolves and killed them all. Lou is just taken aback by his lack of remorse. Like he really doesn't feel bad. Again, because he's been raised to just hate everything supernatural. Mm -hmm. Um, And they both seem really sad about this revelation. And he's kind of like, you asked. Like I told you because you asked. Otherwise I would have never said anything. And she's like, I know. And then he leaves her in the bedroom alone because... Honestly, girl needs time to think. She's she's, uh, just got a lot of information. She's fucking so much information. Yeah, yeah. So now we're in um, Reed's perspective, um, and Lou wants to go to the Petit City to get a sticky bun. Return of the French. Yeah, sorry if I said it wrong. I don't know. So they go, but Lou doesn't let Reed wear his uh, chasseur coat because she wants to spend the day with Reed, not the chasseur. Love that. Yeah. So then at the patisserie, Lou introduces Reed as Bast to the store owner, Pan. The literally literal French word. Yeah, means bread. For bread. So then Pan threatens Reed and tells him to treat Lucinda well, and if not, he will have to answer to him. 
And then he gives Lou a sticky bun for free, but makes Reed pay for his. I love that. And Reed is like super confused. So then Lou explains that she told Pan how bad Bass treats her so that he would give her free sweets. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And Reed is like, you're such a heathen. (laughs) It's like his pet name for her. Yeah. Like, I think at this point... He makes the word heathen attractive. Yeah. I honestly think at this point he means it in a little bit of an endearing way. I think so. Like, I think at this point he's like, you heathen, but there's not as much um, malice behind it. heathen. Yeah, exactly. Then Reed asks her why she wanted to come out today, to which she answers that it was time for moving on. Then they play like a game of questions to get to know each other, which kind of reminds me... They play something similar to this in Akatar, don't they? Yeah. Oh, no. You're thinking of like a thought for a thought. Oh, a thought for a thought. Okay, well, they do play, they they do it in Twilight though. Remember like there's a whole I mean, I feel like everyone plays this game. Yeah. This is a thing like, oh, I'm going to ask you 20 questions and we're going to reveal something great about our lives. Yeah. So anyways, they play this game of questions to get to know each other, but then the game ends when Reed asks a more touchy question on what Lou's greatest fear is. To which she says death. And Reed is like, there's nothing to fear in death if you know where you're going. And Lou is like, well, ain't that the problem? Big yikes. Because obviously he's talking about like going to heaven. Yes. Because that's what he believes in. Exactly. So, and he's saying to her like, oh, but like if you're going to heaven, like you're going to be fine. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Save me a seat for sure. Sh- I'll see <laughs> I'll you there. I'll see you there. Literally. Yeah. But so anyway, she changes the topic and says so she, she wants to go see the yule slash christmas tree yeah she keeps calling it yule which is i think the pagan the pagan name for it and he's like christmas Christmas. i'm surprised he didn't like comment on it more you know what i mean like or correct her or whatever Mm. because he strikes me as the type to be like it's christmas he does correct her though but yeah but she just keeps doing it like and i i don't know if he like read into it or he was just kind of like fuck it she's just weird so who knows well i think that he already thinks she's a heathen anyway i know that's true that's true so So they end up going back to the church later that night. And when they get there, they find out that Bernie has disappeared. And Bernie was one of the patients in the infirmary upstairs. Yeah. He had tried to jump out of the window at one point Mm -hmm. and they were like doing experiments. I just want to know where this guy is getting his energy from. Like he escaped. The fake, the magic that's in him. I know, but like every time we've seen him, he's been like comatose in bed. I don't know. Someone forgot to give him that, like, poison injection or something. Je ne sais pas. Like my French? That was good. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, by my standards, it was excellent. Right? Thank you. If you're French, please. I'm so sorry. We butchered your language. Yeah. So now we're back with Lou. And Lou gets ready to go to this, like, ball that King August is having to honor Reed for, like, saving his life or whatever. So she's getting all ready, whatever. And then Ansel comes to get Lou and Coco to escort them to the castle because Reed went to the ball with the archbishop. That's his official date to the ball. How cute. So adorable. I love it. Reed fucking loves the archbishop though. Like he he, does. he literally Well that's like his father figure, right? Yeah. Because like the archbishop has kind of like been grooming Reed all of his life. Exactly. I, like, like Reed grew- literally thinks the archbishop, like the sun shines out of his ass for sure. Yeah. Um, so then at the castle, Lou finds Reed surrounded by like a group of admirers because, you know, he is the guest of honor and who is there but Silly and she is hanging and clinging off of his arm and she seems besotted with him, like Mm -hmm. just so in love. So Lou is immediately jealous because it's Lou and that's the way it is. And she tries to go to Reed, but she's stopped by Beauregard, who is the prince who tries to convince her to have an affair with him. And I'm like, 
dude, what the fuck? Like, where did this come from? So, and I think they call him Bo. Yeah, we'll just call him Bo from yeah. now on. So Bo um, does that, and obviously she refuses. She's like, dude, fuck you. And when he leaves her, she notices that Reed and Silly have disappeared. Yes. So cue panic mode. Yeah. And so she's like kind of frantically searching for them. And she finds Reed and Silly going outside. And when she tries to follow them, she is stopped by the archbishop, who tells her that they stole a future from him and that... She should let Reed enjoy this small pleasure away from her corruption. Fuck you, Archbishop. Well, yeah, Lou was like, fuck you, dude, and continues to follow Reed anyways. Um, she then overhears Reed's conversation with Celine. And while she's eavesdropping, she hears Celine trying to convince Reed to find a way out of his marriage because she wants to be with him now. And I'm like... You literally were the one who said you didn't want to marry him. But I feel like this is that situation where it's like the thing you wanted is taken away from you. Yeah. So now you want it more. Well, because right? like technically what she told him was like, no, stay with the brotherhood. She didn't say move on from me and fall in love with someone else. She right. said, stay with the chasseurs, find so out who just killed my sister. wanted him to be a celibate guy. Yeah. Forever. Or maybe her whole plan was like after everything had settled down, maybe because he was still with the chasseurs, like he would still be available or fair, fair, fair. But still. Yeah. Girl. So then Reed is like, no, I can't hurt Lou. And sh- and he says that he could love her. Ooh. Like he's like, I don't love her yet, but like I could type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he is pissed being like, well, you told me you loved me and wanted to marry me, but now she's sorry that she ever met him. She's mad too. Yeah, now he's two girls mad at him. Drama queen. So then Lou leaves feeling bad for listening on their conversation. Um, But then back in the ballroom, Reed eventually finds her saying that she looks beautiful and asks if she can talk privately with him. And so in private, he brings up Silly and Lou is like, you don't have to explain because I heard everything you said. (laughs) She's like, don't don't say anything. He's like, don't worry, I got you. I know exactly what happened. Yeah. And he's like, Yes, I do have to explain. And he tells her that he wants like it to work between them and that he wants to be her husband. And Lou is like, OMG, same. Literally. She's like, okay, great. So then he's like, okay, so there can't be any more secrets between us. And he starts to tell her about the conversation that he just had with Slee. But Lou is like, yeah, I know. I overheard everything you said too. <laughs> She's like, thanks for telling me, but I already know. So then he goes, well, moving forward there can't be any more lies. And she's kind of like, mm, sure, I'll try. Meanwhile, she's like crossing her fingers behind her back. No, literally, because the one thing she's not telling him is the biggest yeah, yeah, most secret that she could exactly. keep from him. So they go back into the ballroom and Lou forces Reed to dance with her. Why is this a thing like in, in like a lot of YA novels that the guys don't like to dance and it's always like this like reluctant like dance with well, why? me? What YA novels are you thinking about? No, maybe I'm thinking of movies. Because I'm thinking about all the girls not wanting to dance, and it's the guys that are the ones that like dance. YA with me. novels are you? Are we reading different YA novels? I don't know. Think about Twilight, for example. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I don't know. I feel like in movies, it's oftentimes like the guy who doesn't want to dance and goes like, "Dance with me," and like it ends up being fine. Like you know, like Hunt. Like Hunt would not go and dance with Bryce. Like you know what I mean? Did he dance with her? He did, but like reluctantly. When? Okay, this is really embarrassing. You're making shit up right now? Um, I'm not making shit up, but this is really embarrassing. You know why I just said that? You're thinking of the, the fanfic. fanfiction? <laughs> he dances with her at a nightclub in that fanfic. I, 
I just that just right. clicked for All me right. now. Anyways, I think that you're maybe reading... scratch what I said about the dancing, but literally yes. I was straight up thinking about Bryce Hunt fanfic, not the Anyways. actual novel. <laughs> Anyways, so eventually Lou and Reed decide to go home. Um, and they go to get Coco, but Coco is flirting with Bo, and Bo tells them that Coco will be staying with him tonight. So they leave without her. I was kind of hoping, like, I'm still shipping Ansel and Coco, so I was like, oh no. I think there's a bit of a age gap. It between is, them. and and here's my thing, like, Ansel's so cute, and I know he like he has a crush on Coco. Okay, you know who I want to play Ansel, and if this movie was ever made. Okay, tell me. Do you know Enola Holmes? Yeah. The guy, the, the, like, like the young guy. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. I, I think he's that. the perfect. Yeah, he's Ansel. like that. That like, cause he looks sixteen. He I looks think, young. Mm-hmm. He has like a boyish charm about him. Yeah, he's a little like naive. Like exactly, you know. exactly. That's what I'm picturing. And that's my problem with like Ansel and Coco. Like part of my mind is like, oh, I ship them, but then I'm like, Ansel is literally a child. Like he's a sixteen year old boy. He just likes to act like a man because he's part of the like chasseurs and exactly. Whatever, right? Well, I mean, he's actually not even part technically a chasseur. Of the chasseurs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so back in their room, this is this is from Reed's perspective. So Lou is telling Reed that he doesn't have to sleep on the floor. So Reed um, gets into bed with her. Ooh. Does it, and the you, bed is too small for of, both of them. The, the best trope. Oh, there's only one bed. And oh my God, it, it's a single. So we have to sleep on top of each other. Like, I fucking love it. Um, she asks him to tell her about his parents, to which he says he was found abandoned in the garbage when he was a baby. Ugh. like yikes a, a garbage a whole ass garbage it's so it's so sad um and the archbishop took him in so clearly understandable why he thinks that the archbishop is like the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> um he then claimed his spot as a chasseur when he was 16 so the way it works is like and i think we talked about this before there's only a hundred balisardas which are the weapons so there's only a hundred chasseurs so when one of the chasseurs dies a tournament is held and the winner is the new chasseur and this is kind of like just a more violent, um, sad version of like the gondoliers in Venice. Please Remember? explain for the listeners okay. who haven't been to Venice. So when we went to Venice, we went on a gondola ride, which is absolutely terrifying. Um, but they're so insanely skilled. Like they use the pole to like whatever. So we learned that in Venice, there's only allowed to be a certain amount of gondoliers. Because then the canals would just be like overrun with like gondolas and stuff. So it's literally like you have to wait for someone to like retire or die until you can kind of be the next like gondolier, which I thought was kind of cool. So this is just, you know, a more violent version of that. Instead of getting a really cool gondola, you get an ancient weapon that can kill witches. Do with that what you will. Cool, right? Um, they talk about Celine and how Reed was going to marry her. And then Lou asks Reed how many witches he's killed, which is only three. I mean, it's not a lot. It's three too many, in my opinion. Fair enough. But... I mean, Lou has also killed a lot of people. That's true. That's true. They weren't witches, but they were still people. people. Human beings. Um, Reed tells her that the Archbishop told them that the witches channel their magic from hell. And Lou is like, that's literally the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. They channel it from their ancestors. So she's telling him, like, all this insider knowledge about witches, and Reed is like, how do you know that? And Lou has to recover, and she's like, oh, my witch friend told me, because she, she's not supposed to know this. But see, this, this is the point, like, a lot of, like, hate that these people have for witches just comes from the fact that they do not understand them. Well, they're ignorant about witches, right? Exactly. Like, they, they assume all the stuff about witches that isn't true. Yeah. Which, I mean, can be said for a lot of things in life. A lot of hate just comes out of the fact that, like, 
ignorance. We literally don't understand it. Exactly. So Lou continues to educate him on witches, telling him that witches can have sons. Because I think he asked her, he was like, oh, do they only have daughters? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they have sons as well. But that magic only passes to females and that any males are sent away after they're born. Which is interesting that they don't even keep them around for like... No, they don't keep them around. And the only males technically that are ever around are consorts. consorts but they don't stay very long. I get. I guess witches don't get married. They just kind of like do the thing and that's it. Bye-bye. Um, the wind picks up outside and Lou gets cold and Rita's like, I got you, girl. And um, he pulls her into his arms and is all like snuggly with her. So she starts acting nervous and Rita's like, don't be nervous. I'm not going to try anything. And Lou is like, well, why not? Valid question. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, disappointed. What, what do you mean you're not going to try anything? That's exactly what I wanted you to do. And Rita's like, because you threatened to kill me if I touched you without permission. So I won't touch you until you ask, which is so hot. Because it's like a little bit of a power play. Because mm-hmm. like, who's going to give in? Is he going to touch her? Without her asking, because, like, he knows she wants it, or is she going to have to, like, say the words? Ugh, fucking love it. Um, Lou is like, you can't be serious, and he's like, literally just say the words, and she's like, you're an ass, and he's like, fine, have it your way. And he proceeds to remove his shirt. Because he's hot. Because it's so hot, and he's, like, stifled. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she's like, get out of my bed. And he's like, no, I'm not sleeping on the floor anymore, but you're welcome to stay in bed with me, or you can sleep in the tub. And Lou gets mad and starts hitting him with the pillow because I, I just don't know if she, if she knows how to express her feelings at this point. She's overwhelmed. She's Hot getting riled bothered. up. Exactly. She, so she smacks him with a pillow. Rita's like, calm down. Nothing's changed unless you want to ask me something. Blink, 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 blink. And she's like, don't hold your breath, buddy. And they unfortunately go to bed without any sexy times. And I think that this scene should get an eggplant rating. I agree. I agree. Because this was... Very masterful on his part. Mm -hmm. For someone who clearly has no experience with women, he just fully seduced his wife. Here's my thing. He talks such big game. Well, yeah. For such like Like, a pious boy who's mm -hmm. never been with a woman. So I'm like, damn, I didn't know you had it in you. I would give this like a, personally, like a three out of five. Like, I thought it was, like, cute. Like, it didn't get me insanely hot and bothered. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, damn, okay. All right, read. I gave it a 3.5. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I think that's a good reading. It was good. It was good. Yeah, no, I liked that scene. I really liked the part where he was like, all you have to do is ask. My... And I was like, ooh, I asked, just yeah. ask. I was like, ooh, are you going <laughs> to... Do it. Yeah. And I liked the the wordplay. Like, yeah. like, the banter, the witty banter. And this is such a common theme in, like, YA. Like, the whole witty banter thing. We've talked mm-hmm. about it so much. But it's, it's so hot. Because, like, people... Again, you have to be insanely intelligent to have this kind of level of witty banter. And I feel like I'm not at that level. No. So I really appreciate it mm-hmm. in books. I love yeah. it. So anyways, next morning... Lou wakes up snuggled in Reed's arms mm. and she's into it. But then I mean. Reed wakes up and she's like, oh shit, and shoves him away. And so today it's St. Nicholas's Day and Lou is like, we're going to the festival and I need to buy you a present. Is this like Christmas? St. Nick? I don't know because then they also have Christmas. Okay. So maybe it's just right? like a, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Should Saint- we have Googled this? Because St. Nicholas is like Santa Claus. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But maybe that she has to buy the present for Christmas? Uh, yeah. I, I that's what know. I'm assuming. Again, again, could we have Googled this? Absolutely. Did we? Know. Absolutely no. not. Anyways. So once they're in town, Lou notices these flyers everywhere about this traveling acting company called Ye Old Sisters. What that are creative coming. name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said it. It's just so 
so like yield sisters i love it i love it so anyways this group um they're going to be performing soon so they then split up uh to buy each other presents and lou goes to this blacksmith named abe to buy reed uh, a dagger she remembers seeing this cute copper dagger that matches the color of his hair or some shit i love that you just called a dagger cute <laughs> you're like cute copper dagger <laughs> i don't know they think you know. knives are cute i don't know who knows so whatever so once she's inside the store abe tells lou that she has a lot of nerve coming back here and lou is confused and abe tells her that she sold out andre and grew and now the east end is crawling with constable thanks to her so no one wants to do business with him oh right because everyone's still looking for them exactly oh yeah okay then lou's like well i brought a lot of money to purchase a dagger so you know sell one to me let me do my shit so then Abe is like, fine, that one that you want, the cute copper one, <laughs> is in the, the back. You know the cute copper dagger? Yeah, that one. Yeah. He's like, it's in the back. Just wait here. I'll get it for you. Mm-hmm. So she waits 15 minutes and she's like, okay, what the fuck is taking so long? So then she's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to leave. So she tries to leave and she tries to open the door to go to the back to go after him to see like where he went, but she finds it locked. She then starts to get nervous and she tries to open the front door but finds that it's locked too. Then Andre and Gru step forward out of this other door. Clearly the constables have not been doing a good job. Exactly. Lou starts looking for any, you know, magic patterns that will help her escape. Um, Then she tries to take off Angelica's ring so that she can disappear, but um, she does a bad job of it and it falls off her finger too fast. Oh, fucking course it does. So there you go. The ring is useless now. It's on the ground. Yep. Lou then starts to use her magic to fight back, and they finally realize that she's a witch. Eventually, Lou wins the fight. Barely, though. Thanks to her magic, of course. Yeah. Girl needs to practice Yes, more. and she manages to kill them both. And then, somehow, Reed shows up and knocks the door down, because he's this strong, buff man that can just knock the, all, he's all these doors down. constantly breaking doors. Right? This man loves to knock down a yeah. door. Loves it. And... Lou like doused herself in water or whatever and tried to like pump the the place oh, up with yeah. smoke so that he wouldn't smell the um the, the magic. magic yeah mm-hmm. then Lou asks him how he knew where she was and he's like I didn't I just came here to buy you a dagger I because remember Lou was looking for a knife yes I love that this is peak romance they knew e- that each other wanted a dagger violence they both wanted a dagger for Christmas and love I love Have it. Have you ever just wanted a dagger for Christmas? A cute copper time. dagger. Honestly, that's the only thing on my Christmas list this a year. A cute copper, copper dagger. dagger. Adorable. Love it. I love it. I want one now. Mm-hmm. We'll get married. Anyways, one. yeah, sure. We oh, can yeah. have like our names carved oh, into I it or something. That. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay, cute. Like it. Cute, cute, cute. Anyways, Reed is like, thank God you're all right. And Lou realizes how much she needs him and she kisses him. <laughs> And then he gets into it and he's kissing her back. And then he lays her on the floor. I was like, bitch, there are dead bodies. I know, right? Like, priorities. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone. Everyone just goes. It's on. like, there are Kim. People are dying. Why does this always. Are there right? people there are dead? people dead around you and you still want to go at it. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. But, like, I don't know if that would be my first priority. Fine, Anyways, fine, fine. but before anything ha- interesting happens, they realize that she's literally lying in a pool of blood. Which truly is 
an instant boner killer. Oh, I can't think of anything else that's like, like, cause then you're like, you know, like you lie down and then you're feeling around and you're like, oh, why is it wet? And then and you're it's like, like, oh, oh, that ain't me. Is it you? No, that no, ain't me either. It's blood. Yeah. And Gr- Rita's disgusting. like, yeah, time to go. Of course. He's like, let's get out. Yeah. So Lou tells Reed that she wants to show him something. Um, and Reed is like, is it illegal? <laughs> Immediate <laughs> thought. He's like, mm, will we get in trouble for this? Oh, which is a fair question, I I feel. mean, yeah. Yeah. I love it. But it's just cute. Just like, mm, is this going to get us arrested? And she's like, no, it's not going to get us arrested. And when Reed won't move, she's like, move or I'll strip naked. And I was like, oh, is she going to pull like a Jude and like go into the closet, get naked, come out? Um, but he calls her bluff and is like, okay, do it. And obviously she doesn't do it and then gets pissed off calling Reed a pig. Um, and Reed is like, no way. I want you to show me like your thing. And she's like, nope, change my mind. Don't want to do it anymore. You're a butthole. I'm leaving. Um, and Reed is like, show me. I know you want to. And she's like, okay, fine. Because like she did. Yeah. But, like, she's like, like, fine if you really But like, you gotta be like a little hard to get, you know? Yeah. So she gives in and she takes him to the theater. So Lou starts climbing the building and Rita's like, um, this is trespassing. I'm not doing that because you know he's a good boy. And Lou is like, come and get me. Those are fighting words. <laughs> but not the he's like punch punch kind of fighting. No, no, no. She's like, like, please come and get the, me. Like wink the, wink. Nudge nudge. Like sexy and thing. he's like, all right. So he follows her up, obviously. You're the mouse, I'm the cat. Ooh, I love it. Um, why do I feel like Lou's more of the cat and Reed's more of the mouse? I mean, yes. Um, so Reed follows her, obviously, and they end up in the attic. And she tells him that this is where she used to live for two years and that it's the first place she ever felt safe, which I think is a really big thing for her mm-hmm. to show him. It's like like her home, essentially. Mm-hmm. When Reed asks her what happened two years ago, she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, you make it impossible to know you. Which is like, I mean, yeah, dummy. Like, literally, if she tells you... You're going to kill her. You're going to kill her. But Um, he doesn't know that, right? No. No, no, no. But she does. So, Lou is like, you asked me not to lie to you, so don't ask me about my past and I won't have to lie. Which is like, fair Fair assumption. Um, Reed is like, listen, I'm not going to force you. If you are uncomfortable telling me, then that's my fault, not yours. And I'm like, oh. Wow, okay, I love that. Taking responsibility. Like, go for, love him for, go for you. Lou feels bad and is like, I can try to tell you, so please ask me. Like, I guess she's just going to try and answer the questions as best she can mm-hmm. without, without giving away too much. But also without lying. It's a very it's a very fine line. Um, Reed then starts asking her questions about her childhood, and Lou tells him that she never knew her father and she's estranged from her mother, which again, see, not a lie. Um, he asks her how she got the scar on her throat, and she tells him her mother. And when he asks her to elaborate, she refuses. And he tells her that he hopes that she'll tell him someday. And she then tells him she wants to show him another secret. And I was like, oh. What's the other secret? What's the other secret? So the other secret is the roof, apparently. So they climb to the roof. And then you find out that Reed is actually afraid of heights. Same. So Lou is like, look at the pretty view. And Reed's like, I can't. I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> Literally every time we've traveled to different countries, for some reason, we always decide to climb things. I just find this ironic though. He's like this humongous giant man. He's it's probably like heights. six five. Probably taller than he can see above everyone. Mm-hmm. And he's well, so he doesn't of need to climb anything because he can already see. He's like, fuck it. Why do I need to go up this tower? Yeah, but if he's afraid of heights, isn't he afraid of his own height? It's literally terrifying. I hate heights. Remember when we climbed the Tower of Pisa, which number one was insane. I've climbed higher things. I know, but but then you, like, get to the top, and I, like, refuse to, like, look out, and everyone is like, look, it's so beautiful. Well, have you ever been to the top of the CN Tower? Absolutely not, because I'm scared. Oh, actually? No, I've never I, been to the top no. of the CN Tower. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, I didn't 
It's like the one touristy Toronto thing I haven't done. Interesting. I like refuse. Cause, and they have the glass floor too. Mm-hmm. And I won't do. Are you insane? That's crazy. What if that shit cracks? It's, I mean, it's not going yeah. to. But if it did. Then they would have an insane lawsuit on their hands. Yeah, but I'd be dead, which is the worst part. But your family would get money out of it. <laughs> well, then in that case. <laughs> let's book a trip. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, Reed's afraid of heights. Um, but on the roof, he gives Lou a present, and it's a wedding ring. Cute. And the ring is like an oval mother of pearl, and Reed tells her that it was his mother's. Or at least he thinks it was, since it was clenched in his fist when they found him in the garbage. Yeah, she didn't leave him a letter. <laughs> she was like, she left him this ring. Take this ring. Yeah. Um, and this is when Lou realizes that she loves him. Hmm. Then Reed says this really cute thing. He goes... Do not urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. I actually thought this was really cute. And immediately, Lou is ready. And she's she's ready. She's like, yes. Prime. I want it to go. now. And Reed is like, ask me, Lou. <gasps> See, ask here, me a question. here it comes. Now we've got that thing. Like, is he going to do it? Is she going to break? Is she going to, ugh. Yeah, and then Lou is like, touch me, Reed. And Reed is like, well, that ain't a question. Oh, my fucking God. So then Lou goes, would you, oh brave and virtuous chasseur, stick your tongue down my throat and your hands up my skirt? <sighs> and at this, I think Rita's thrown off by it because, again, he's not a very experienced person. No, he's just so he was, playing he was, it off. He was talking the big shit before. And oh, 100%. Now, now he's kind of like, oh damn, I'm I actually deliver. have to do this. Yeah. He wasn't expecting that part. And this is when it hits Lou that Rita's a virgin. Yep. She's like, oh, right, he's a virgin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't worry, baby, I got you. Let me show you what to do. I love that. So Lou shows Reed what to do, and they have sex on the roof. And it turns out he's a fast learner. Yes. I like this. I th- I, I like the whole, like, more sexually experienced woman and, like, a man who's, like, willing to learn. And, like, she – and when she's, like, let me show you, like, she literally shows them. She's like, this is how you touch a woman. Which mm-hmm. I think is, like, kind of realistic – for like a new couple like you're learning each other's bodies and like whatever so i enjoyed this i however had a couple of thoughts okay tell me your thoughts number one why is it all these people have sex on roofs i don't know and so i gotta ask the question again what type of roof is this and i don't think this is a cute roof with like chairs on. oh yeah because everyone when we (laughs) asked this question about the the akatar sex scene on the roof like uh reese and vera it's a flat roof with chairs and and we were like meant to be sat on and i was like i see we were like i really don't think this roof is like that however no i don't get that vibe i'm assuming it's like flat i don't think so though well okay because you got to think about a roof of a theater in like, you know what I mean? I'm like, trying to think, an though, opera are, house aren't... type of theater. Okay, I might be I think it's like an arched roof here. I don't know. I might be talking out of my ass here. But I feel like are the roofs... If if we're taking this place from, like, French inspiration, like, mm-hmm. the author, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, like, maybe she got inspo from Paris, like, mm-hmm. Parisian architecture. Yeah, for sure. Are the roofs not flat there? Is that not a thing? Am I making that up? I have no idea. I don't remember. Okay. I didn't go to Paris and be like, hmm, that's a nice roof. You, know you don't mean? do that? No. Can't no? Say that you I don't did. scout roofs no. out? No. Well, apparently neither do I. Anyway, so I, I want to know what the roof is. Yep. Second thought. Also, 
Isn't it like the middle of fucking winter? Yes. They're literally about to celebrate Christmas and these guys and are stripping on top of a roof. Is there snow? It's snowing on them and they're having sex on a roof. And is it- I'm telling you that you are not generating enough body heat and like, to not get some frostbite. Literally, wasn't there parts in this where he like buys her a coat and yes. shit? Like it's clearly yes. fucking cold. Yes. And I don't know about you. I'm not comfortable when I'm cold. No, me either. No. And like- wouldn't his dick be stuck? I was just about to <laughs> Wouldn't say. Wouldn't it be a little shriveled from the I cold? was just... I'm like, okay. Male, Her nipples would be really perky, Exactly. Though. It'd be really Which, which is cute. But, like, male anatomy, you know, testicles try and stay as close to body heat. So they would be like... Right? Like, I feel, I feel like, like he wouldn't be able to show his full potential to her. You no, know what I mean? I know. Which is... But if we're talking height penis correlation... It's probably massive. It's probably yeah. considerable in its length. A hundred percent. For sure. He gives off huge dick energy huge yeah yeah, yeah. Ugh, anyways, anyways. <laughs> um spicy pepper yes spicy pepper before we leave uh, i'm gonna give it a four i'm gonna give it a 3.5 okay fair I've, I've read spicier i yeah. feel like i'm always gonna be the lowest. i just liked how like realistic it was yeah, for a first time that. that's why i would give it a four honestly for if, if we're giving points for realism i'll give it an extra 0.5 right. I, I thought it was sweet yeah i thought it was realistic for the first time between yeah. like a new couple and stuff yeah. love it yeah okay, great all right, moving so on. So the next morning, their breed is de-virginized, and Lou is a happy little camper. She deflowered him, if you exactly. will. Exactly. Um, and they're heading back to the cathedral when they're stopped by uh, Madame LaBelle. And she's acting really weird, and she's looking at the ring on Lou's finger, and then back at Ree, like, she's being, like, super sketchy. And, like, you know that sound where it's like, this is weird. This is strange. Isn't that like a TikTok sound? <laughs> yeah, it Isn't is. it Cardi B? I, th- I think it's Cardi B. I don't know. Um, so she's doing that. She's looking back and forth. And then at the sight of Madame LaBelle, Lou gets like a weird feeling and she describes it like an itch she can't scratch. And then it hits Lou that Madame LaBelle is Reed's mother because they have the same color hair and the same shade of blue eyes. And I'm just like, this seems like a really big fucking leap, you know? Like you have, I mean, you have two characters. Like, are there no other redheads in this That's place? what I said. Are there no other no redheads? No other blue eyed people? No. That's it? You're the only maybe, one. Maybe she's looking at the ring because like, she was like, oh wow, jewelry. Like this oh, is. you're engaged, married. Such a huge fucking leap. But anyways. I don't know. She's so just, this is. She's just a freaking master sleuth over But here. this was the same kind of leap that Feyre made with the whole Helian. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, and maybe we just don't say what it is just in case we accidentally spoil it for someone. But anyways, go listen to Akatar uh, episodes if you want to hear that. Um, so LaBelle asks her if Reed is a good man to which Lou says yes. But then LaBelle asks her if he truly knows her and Lou is like, Reed, let's go. Like, she's like, nah, I can't have this fucking conversation. But before they go, LaBelle grabs Lou, which it seems like she's always doing, and looks at Angelica's ring and tells her never to take it off. And then she tells Lou, she's here in the city. So Lou then realizes that LaBelle must be a witch. Which, better leap than LaBelle being Reed's mother. I agree. You know? That connection makes sense. Exactly. Two plus two equals four. Yeah. The other one, Reed or Lou was doing fucking trigonometry to figure that shit out. But anyways... But she also realizes that her mother must be in the city if LaBelle is warning her. Mm-hmm. So they're heading back to the church and Lou is like really anxious because Monsieur Bernard shows up out of nowhere. What the fuck? So Lou is trying to like help him because obviously like he was in the infirmary, like he's sick. But when she tries walking towards him, he lunges for her and he says, I'm coming for you, darling. And then Reed kills him. So they get back to the church finally um and yold sister i'm so sorry this name is so funny yold sisters you gotta say it like that yold sisters acting troupe their wagons are there and 
back in their room retells Lou that she's hiding something from him. No freaking shit, because, my like, dude. Because that whole situation was so fucking sketch. Like LaBelle is grabbing Lou. She's here in the city. Monsieur Bernard showing up. He's saying, I'm coming for you. Like what the fuck's going Who's on? He's coming for you. Like Reed is finally starting to like connect the dots. So Lou is like refusing to answer him and he gets mad and he tells her like, he's basically like, I can't protect you if you're not going to let me protect you kind mm-hmm. of thing. So he then asks her if her mother is looking for her and Lou decides that it's time to like tell him the truth because he's also in danger now. So she's about to fess up and come clean. And just as she's about to tell him everything, the archbishop barges into the room saying that dozens of women have gathered around the castle. The king is nervous. So he decides to send Reed to go and disband them in case they're witches. And I love the fact that um, groups of women are just considered terrifying. They're like, groups of women must be witches. And I mean, I... We must act. I would caution people to fear and respect groups of women because I feel like we just get shit done, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you see a group of women gathering somewhere, we're probably plotting something. (laughs) 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 For legal purposes, that was a joke. And if you ever see me in a group, I'm not plotting anything. I'm... Just there. Just there, observing and, you know... Just wondering what everyone's gathering for. Exactly. Um, the archbishop says that he'll wait with Lou until Reed returns because he has urgent matters to discuss with her, which I'm like, fuck off. You have no urgent matters to discuss with her. Reed then tells Lou that he loves her. And then he leaves, which to me, this is kind of like a, like a card in moment where he's like, love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Gives her zero chance to respond. I, and I don't know if these characters just like, you know, when you accidentally slip up and they're like, love you. Bye. Like, have you ever said accidentally said I love you to someone? I do it on the phone. I don't think I've accidentally said it to someone. I've done it. Or maybe it. I've said it, but like it, it was okay because like I do love that person. Okay, fair. You know what I, mean? I, um, I did it to my family doctor's receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, stop. I'd like to book an appointment. Okay, thank you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Which, okay, in all fairness, they've literally known me since I was a baby. Like you do love she's her. been my family doctor you and do like love her, and I've known the receptionist, but it was literally so funny. I'm like, anyways, thanks. Bye. Love you. <laughs> she just started laughing and I'm like, Anyways, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> like, hung up the phone, so. It's like when you, when people, like, call their teachers, like, mom or something. Oh, I've also done that. I don't remember if, I don't know if, I, I can't remember if I've done it that. It was grade one, Mrs. Stematopoulos, if you're listening to this. Um, I did, in fact, call you mom. There you go. And honestly, I don't regret it. You were an excellent teacher. <laughs> so, we're still with Lou. And the archbishop starts acting really weird, telling Lou that she is a great actress acting as if she truly cares for Reed. And Lou's like, fuck off. And then a page boy comes to tell the archbishop that everyone is waiting outside for him. And the archbishop forces Lou to go with him to see this performance outside by Yold Sisters. Yold Sisters! Because apparently they're doing some special show for the archbishop. Oh yeah, it's like dedicated to him. Exactly. Which is like, should have been red flag number one. Yeah, so they go outside and a crowd has gathered around the church and around the troupe of actresses. And then when everyone sees that the troupe is made up completely of women, they're all like shocked. Shocked and appalled. How, how dare women. And also women. maybe slightly concerned. So, yeah. Because remember. Too many women. Groups of women. Exactly. Then the show starts. And there's this narrator who's telling the story while there's other women kind of like acting what she says. So the story they are telling is about a holy man, an archbishop, who hunted the witches and burned them at the stake. So clearly they're portraying the archbishop. Like, I mean, we've made this connection, but everyone else hasn't yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But anyways, so Lou sees Reed arrive in the crowd and she tries to go to him, but the archbishop stops her, telling her not to leave his side. Interesting. Hmm. Now we're back with the actors and the narrator says that a witch lured the holy man down a path to hell and that he took her to bed. So this holy man, this archbishop, if you will, slept with a witch. And again, we have this concept of like the woman corrupting the holy man and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. Then the witch revealed her magic to him and fled. She's like, bye. But the witch visited the archbishop again months later. And she tells him that she bore him a child. Here you go. But this witch wasn't any witch. It was La Dame des Sorcières. And then the narrator turns into La Dame de Sorcière, a.k.a. Lou's mother. Woo! What a reveal! So essentially what we just found out from this little show, which honestly isn't just a story, it's real life. Yeah. Lou's father is the archbishop. Which is truly a plot twist. I, I no, didn't I didn't, I didn't do this I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, damn. And the archbishop is essentially a hypocrite. Yeah. Which, I which mean, that part, I did see coming. Did I see that coming from a mile away? Absolutely. Didn't Absolutely. see it coming that he was Lou's father. However. Right. Um, so the crowd scatters in confusion and panic because obviously they just saw like Queen of the Witches essentially. And they're like, oh, fuck, got to get out of here. And the witches start converging around Lou and the archbishop. And this is when like Reed arrives and the archbishop tells him to get Lou inside and barricade the church. So like button down the hatches type shit. Reed and Ansel take Lou upstairs to her room. And a witch shows up at the window of the room and starts attacking them, which is honestly a little terrifying. I have this thing with like windows, like if like if a face popped up from a window, I oh yeah, like and the window isn't like floor level. Oh, I literally <laughs> die. I it's just could you imagine? And it's I'm, you're in your room, and then all of a sudden you like open your drapes, and there's just a face there, and and you're on the second floor. And you're on, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's like, are you hovering or are you on a ladder? It's, and either way, both bad. Yeah. And like right now, as I'm record, like as we're recording, behind Cat is a window, so. I'm constantly staring out of it. There's nothing out there right now. Not right now, but we'll let you know if that changes anytime soon. Um, you probably just hear us start screaming. If you're yeah. Honest. And then this episode would never be released. Exactly. Because so we'd be dead. If you ever don't hear from us, just assume. <laughs> oh, which has killed us. Exactly. Which I mean, I hope that they don't kill me. They just recruit me. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, yes. Help me be a witch. This I want to be a witch with you. Exactly. I mean, this is my official... Um, I'm putting it out there. Any witches, if you're listening, I'm open. I'm open... I want to learn. I love you. I love you. Um, So the witch, she's there. She starts attacking. She like fucking wrecks Reed and Ansel. She's throwing them around the room, but her magic doesn't work on Lou because of the ring. Great. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Lou and the witch start fighting each other and Lou is winning when Reed gets up. And I'm assuming this like distracts like Lou a little bit and the witch uses her magic to fling Reed aside and then gets behind him and puts a knife to his neck and tells Lou, come here or I will kill him. Um, The witch reaches into Lou's coat and takes a needle out of it. And I guess he had brought with him the needle with like the paralysis liquid inside. I think all the Chaucer's carry these Yeah, because this is their new thing, right? They're they're paralyzing witches. So when Lou gets close, the witch releases Reed and stabs the needle into Lou. And Reed looks at Lou, and Lou notices that he's looking at her with shock, anger, and disgust. Because he's figured out that she's a witch. He's finally put two and two together yeah. to make witch. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou tells Reed that she loves him and blacks out. Yeah. So they've both told each other that they love each other at this point. Correct. And it's about to go down. Yes. So Lou wakes up quickly to the sound of Ansel trying to wake her up. 
And Ansel apparently gave her the antidote to this paralysis li- liquid, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough for a full dose, so she's still kind of feeling a bit groggy. And Ansel tells her that Reed is losing and that she has to help him. So, you know, that's enough to give Lou a bit of an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And Lou gets up and sees that the witch is like throwing Reed all over the place. Oh my god, poor guy. Just like left, right, and center all the time. Are his bones not breaking? He's too big for that, I guess. Does he have excellent calcium deposit in his bones and they're just super they're strong? Just, they're just surrounded by so much muscle that it doesn't ever touch. You know what I mean? There's, still, there's yeah, so much yeah. cushion there, it doesn't mm-hmm. even get to the bone. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So Lou tries using her magic to choke the witch, but she can't continue for very long because she's so weak from that liquid thing. And the witch flings Lou into Reed and Lou tells him that she's too weak and she can't beat the witch. Then Reed suggests that she use him. And then Lou uses her magic kind of like a Simon Says type deal. This is how I understood it anyways. Mm -hmm. So whatever Reed's body does, the witch's body does too. I pictured it as like a a voodoo doll. Uh, That was the other word I was going to use, but I also kind of pictured like Simon, you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Voodoo dolls, like, yeah, anyways. So um, in this way, she's able to slice the witch's throat. With the witch now dead... Reed tells Ansel to get out, and Ansel resists at first, but Reed is, like, furious, and Ansel tells Lou that, you know, I'll just be outside. Don't worry. I'll be right here. Yeah. Yeah. So then, obviously, Reed is, like, super angry right now, and Lou tells him that, you know, it's still me, and Reed is like, no, it's not you. You're a witch. So mean. And then Lou says that she wanted to tell him, but she was afraid of losing him because she loves him. And Reed, again, to something even meaner fucking rub salt in and is wound. like as if someone like you is capable of love and see this is exactly what she was afraid of because up until this point he loves her she's this great person blah blah, blah. and then the second she tells him the truth he's like no fuck you because his whole life has overrided his feelings for her in this mm-hmm. moment which is just exactly fucking tragic so now reed basically has put it together that Le- la dame des sorcières is Lou's mother and the archbishop is her father and Reed is like what am I supposed to do I took an oath to hunt witches and Lou says that he also made an oath to her that he is her husband and she is his wife that's my wife (laughs) yeah and then he goes you are not my wife (gasps) and at this point her heart breaks. I was actually, this this part, I was like, oh, that's like the one sentence. It killed me. I was yeah. like, damn. And she runs away past Ansel, out of the church, and onto the street. And she decides that she's going to go to the theater, but she is stopped by someone that stabs her with that paralyzing liquid again and says, hello, darling, it's time to come home. And then Lou blacks out. Poor girl. She's always fucking blacking out, eh? Like, you can we also talk about how many times this poor girl has been stabbed by this liquid shit? Stabbed, blacking, it's just... God, give her a break. Jeez. Um, anyway, so this is this is Reed's point of view. So we're back with Reed and the aftermath of what he said to her. And Ansel is like, oh, what have you done? And Reed is like, I let her leave. And Ansel is literally like, bro, are you fucking dumb? She was drugged, injured, and the witches are looking for her. And they're obviously planning on killing her. And based on what they heard the witch say to Lou, like, because apparently the witch said, with your sacrifice, we'll reclaim our homeland. Like, Ansel has put, like, all of this together kind of Because Ansel is truly the only smart person here. He's literally the only one with a fucking brain. And apparently a heart. Because he's so accepting. Like, he just, on his own terms, kind of realized that, like... Not all witches are bad. Exactly. Oh Some God. might be. Fucking Ansel. Not all. Love you. Um, Reed is like, witches, witches can lie. Like, we can't believe everything we heard tonight. And Ansel is like, you literally saw her. She's weak. She's not going to stand a chance if, like, her mother shows up, basically. So Reed thinks about Lou and how he knows he broke her. 
when he said, you are not my wife. And it's, it's one of those things where like you say the one thing that you know is like going to Like you know mm-hmm. the exact thing to say. You know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, he hated himself for what he's done to her, but he also hates himself for the fact that he um, still feels for her kind of thing, right? So these two parts of him are really at odds right now. Ansel calls him a coward and Reed tells him to go after her if he wants. He's like, fuck it, you do it then. So Reed is like dragging the corpse of the witch downstairs and the bunch of other Chaucers are like bringing in other corpses of witches and they're putting them in a big pile, I'm assuming, to burn them all. Um, This is when Jean-Luc, fucking hate this guy, approaches Reed and tells him that he thinks Lou is a witch. Wow. Everyone's putting wow. things together. So intelligent. So smart. You're Jean-Luc. the first one to figure it out. Fucking get like, in line. Congratulations. Jean-Luc. Proud of you. Exactly. Reed denies this, but then the Archbishop shows up and he asks Reed where Lou is, and Reed just says that she's gone. The Archbishop tells him that they need to find Lou because with her death, the king and his progeny will die. And when Reed refuses to help, the Archbishop turns to Jean-Luc and is like, go assemble a team of men to go look for her. And of course, the butt that he is says that he won't disappoint him because Jean-Luc obviously wants to be like top dog. Like he's always had this like really big jealous streak of like Reed. Mm-hmm. Ansel and Reed leave and Ansel is trying to convince Reed to go find Lou still. And Reed is like, all she's ever done is lie to me. And Ansel, again, see, only one with the brain. He's like, what was she supposed to have done? Tell you she's a witch and essentially tie herself to the stake, which is true. He makes a good point. Like, like you know what I mean? Like what, what would have Reed done if he found out? that Lou was a witch before he truly knew the type of person that Lou was. He would have dragged her ass down. Like now Reed Reed is conflicted. He's like, well, obviously I'm not going to put her in harm because I'm conflicted about my emotions towards her. I would Mm -hmm, never, mm -hmm. that's why he decides not to tell the chasseurs that she's a witch. That's why he denies it to Jean-Luc. But if she would have told him sooner. Exactly. He would have been like, all right, let's go. She would have been signing her own death warrant. Exactly. Um, Ansel tells Reed that if he does nothing, she's going to die regardless. Like she's dead man walking kind of thing. And at this, this is when Reed starts to kind of soften. And he realizes that like literally despite everything, he loves Lou and he didn't care if she returned that love because if she was destined to burn in hell, then he would burn with her. That's cute. Which is oddly romantic. Right? Weird. But But I find that romantic. Right. Romantic nonetheless. Um, maybe we just have weird taste in romance. Who knows? I don't know. Then he tells Ansel that Lou isn't going to die because they are going to find her. Yes. Fucking assemble the Avengers team. I mean, you're a little bit too late, but but at least you're going all the same. It is the thought that counts. Not if someone is dead. Yep. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Like if they got there too late. It's literally not even the thought. Like you thought too late. Exactly. 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 Anyways, we're still with Reed. Can I just say something? This chapter is the quintessential chapter where everything that's happened in the novel thus far is re-explained from a different character's point of view that gives you, like, extra insight into everything. So this is the connect the dots chapter. Yes. So it might be a a little long. It's a doozy. Yeah. So Reed goes back to his room to try to come up with a plan. Then Coco comes barging into the room demanding to know where Lou is. Apparently, she was with Bo at the castle when the witches were attacking there, but then all of a sudden, all the witches just mysteriously vanished. I love that she's been with Bo this whole time. Yeah. She's like, ooh, love him. So Reed tells Coco that Lou ran off and tells her that Lou was a witch, and Coco's like, yeah, I know. Like, (laughs) bro, you're the last to figure this out. And obviously, Coco is still pretending to be Mademoiselle Perrault right now, 
but she still says, yeah, I know she was a witch. And then even Ansel admits that he knew Lee was a witch and Reed is pissed that everyone knew but him. This is like his Ross Geller moment. Yeah. You know when Ross finds out last yeah. that uh, Monica and Chandler are my best friend and my sister. sister. This is this is his Ross moment. My best friend. My best, best friend, friend and my sister. sister. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so Ansel tells him that he figured it out um, at the witch burning when Lou used her magic to take away the witch's pain and inflicted the pain on herself because he could smell the magic. Yeah, so it's confirmed. He, he smelled it on him. Yeah. Coco says that they need to leave and go to the Bellrose and she told Bo to meet them there as well because there might be someone there that knows where Lou is. So at the mm. Bellrose, Bo is there already and Coco tells him that Reed lost Lou and she has to perform a locator spell to find her. Mm-hmm. So Coco starts doing the spell, and then Coco admits to Reed that her real name is actually Coco, not Bree. And like she's like, "Hi, hello, I'm actually a witch." And Reed is like, "Is everyone around me a witch?" Like, yeah. <laughs> so now Reed figures out that she's a witch. So Coco's spell locates Lou's trail that disappears north into La Forêt des Yeux. Yes, which is like the Forest of Eyes. Yes, thank you for translating. You're so welcome. I had to so like- yeah, so she says that if. Morgan has Lou that Lou's as good as dead at this point. And Reed refuses to accept it, saying that all they need to do is find the chateau. And since Coco is a witch, she can lead them to it. And Coco is like, you're so stupid. Like, you're literally dumb. Only damn Blanche can find it. And I'm a damn rouge. So this is, again, they know nothing about Exactly, witches. they don't even know the difference. No. So Coco starts saying that it's hopeless that unless Reed knows another Dan Blanche willing to betray her sisters and lead a chasseur into their home, Lou is essentially gone. Then, out of nowhere, Madame LaBelle shows up and is like, hi, hello, I am that person. She's like, I have arrived. You rang. I'm your girl. I heard you needed a Dan Blanche. I am here. So I is, am said Dan Blanche. This is, and, and this is the part you literally find out the whole backstory. Yeah. Here we go. So you find out that Madame LaBelle is a Dan Blanche. And, but she actually isn't welcome at the chateau anymore. Oh. So she starts to bring up the king um, and she tells them that this war is older than all of them and starts started a long time ago with a witch named Angelica and a holy man named Constantine. So Angelica fell in love with Constantine but didn't tell him that she was a witch at first. She eventually did tell Constantine about her and her people and at first he accepted it and his people like cherished them, calling them Les Dames Blanches. And Angelica became the first Dame des Sorcières. Yeah, so I guess people liked witches at first. Yes, they cherished them. They were like, oh, hello, we love you. You're so great. But then as time passed, Constantine began to resent Angelica's power and grew jealous that he didn't have the magic himself. Typical. So he tried to take the magic from her, but it didn't work. So instead, he was like, I'm going to take your land instead. Again, typical. (laughs) I was like, what does land accomplish? Anyways, he was just like, I must find a way to get vengeance. I must colonize. So his soldiers marched on Beltara and slaughtered her people. Mm. Eventually, he went mad with jealousy and ended up killing himself. And then Angelica was so sad about this that she wept her sea of tears and followed him into the afterlife by drowning in said sea of tears. Yeah, so this is like the true story about Angelica yes, the rain Constantine. Yes, we got, we got like an abridged version before, but this yeah. is a true story. But Constantine's people lived on driving the witches into hiding and claimed that land for their own. She then brings up the king again, saying how Morgan was clever and found a way to strike at both the crown and the church. Um, and apparently every time a bastard 
child was born to the king, Morgan's obsession grew. And apparently at the last count, there was 26 children. 20, that's a lot. That's he's a lot born, of bastard kids. He's, yeah, to various women. Mm-hmm. There's only one legit legitimate child Bo. which is Bo but all the other bastards is like 26 of them. is Bo included in the 26 or it's yeah like, yeah oh, okay, that's okay. total count of children okay yeah so then shortly after the prince's birth Morgan announced that she was with child and that the archbishop was the father and that with Lou's death it would be the end of the Leon bloodline and Leon is like the king's the king, line yeah. that's their last name whatever so then Reed asks Lobel why Morgan didn't just kill Lou when she was born then and LaBelle responds by saying that the witches felt a little uncomfy killing a child. So they wanted to wait until her 16th birthday when she became a woman. I was like, this is the wishiest, washiest excuse. Like, so I'm not going to kill a baby, but I'm going to kill a 16-year-old girl. I mean, you're not really an adult at 16. No, I was a whole-ass child at 16. Like, hello. At least they didn't, like, just wait until she got, like, her period or something. Because, you know, like, stupid. Like, you yeah. know, like, sometimes, like, back then, that was considered when you were You're a woman, a woman. now. Yeah. Ma'am, I am 13. <laughs> yeah. So people get it at, like, 12. I know. It's 11. Like, can you imagine? When did I get You married? are ready to get married now. That's it. You got your period. Never put in a tampon in your life. You're a woman now, bitch. Yeah. God, that fucking like, sucks. There you go. So LaBelle then explains her involvement in all this, saying that she has always been trying to protect Lou. And when she found out Angelica's ring had been stolen, she tried to find it. And then when she found out that Monsieur Tremblay had it, she got Babette to contact Lou and aid her, her in eavesdropping on LaBelle and Tremblay because she knew that, Lee, that Lou wanted the ring. So she's like literally orchestrated this she whole thing essentially yeah then when babette confirmed that lou and coco planned on stealing it she told the archbishop where his daughter would be she took this calculated risk that the archbishop would want to protect lou since you know he was her father but it also i mean could have turned out badly he could have been like i kill her i'm actually this is the thing i'm literally shocked that he didn't just like do away with her because that would have been well with the prophecy, with that like whole... If she dies from other reason other than that sacrifice... Does it still work? Like, no. will the... Oh, it doesn't. okay. It doesn't. It has to be Morgan doing it with all of like her rituals and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I so. mean, that would have been the easiest... So if someone so- else kills her, it doesn't work. That would have been the easiest solution for the Archbishop. Like, realistically. I mean, yeah. Kill her and be done But with maybe it. like he's actually like not a terrible, terrible person. He's only a slightly terrible might- person? have felt like a little responsible okay okay fair i don't know so then rita's still kind of confused about labelle's motives at this point she's like he's like okay fine but why would you want to protect lou like what why do you care about the king and his progeny type of thing so essentially why would a witch care if the king and his children died yeah then reed starts kind of making a connection he sees labelle's red hair blue eyes she's wearing a ring similar to the one that he gave lou he's like oh my god like, am I am I a detective? All these clues are coming together. Mom, is that you? And at first, she answers him by saying that she couldn't stand by and watch innocent people die. But Reed doesn't really buy that. And he forces her to admit that she fell in love with the king. So she had an, actually had an affair with the king, and she became pregnant. And she confided in Morgan, who ended up tearing the baby from LaBelle's arms when he was born and she never knew what happened to him and at this point Rita's figured out that LaBelle is his mother again another plot twist that I was like oh yeah and LaBelle is looking at him like longingly as if you know she's also figured out that you are my son type thing. yeah like so not only is LaBelle Reed's mother but the king is Reed's father making 
read a bastard son of the king. So he's in the royal bloodline, aka if Lou dies during so the ritual, Reed is dying too. Yes, and this was also another plot twist that I did not see coming at all. I knew that Reed, I knew that there was going to be some big reveal. I reveal about like Reed's lineage and stuff. I didn't necessarily think that he was going to be part of the royal bloodline. So that was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then technically this also means that Reed's, you know, related to a witch. So take that with what you will. Hmm. I thought, see, when I first started reading this, I had the theory that Reed was the archbishop's legitimate son. And that's why the archbishop had such a soft spot for him, but never like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no. that was not yeah. confirmed. So and at this point, Reed is like fed up with stories and demands that LaBelle take them to the chateau. Chateau LeBlanc, whatever. Um, and LaBelle tells them that they have time because Morgan will wait until Christmas Eve, or as the witches call it, a word I don't know how to pronounce. Um, okay. Mondrenith. 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 I, if you're pronouncing it with a French accent, I would assume it's like Mondrani, like. But is it even a French word? I don't think so. I think it's like, again, a pagan. So Mondren. Mondrenith. Like, I looked so up. So the H is silent? I, yeah, I looked up the pronunciation of it and a lot of the pronunciations that people were saying, like, modranit like if you want to do like an english whatever i'm sure there's actually an official way to pronounce it and then my made up way to pronounce it with the french accent is botrani sure let's go with that pick your favorite yeah (laughs) so yeah so she's gonna wait until that to sacrifice lou to ensure that as many witches are present to witness her triumph (laughs) true villain so at this point they decide to separate to get supplies and they will reconvene at la belle rose in an hour so before they leave. That's the whole backstory. Yeah. Um, now we're back with Lou and she awakens in a wagon and she's lying in her mother's lap, but she can't move, which is like very creepy. I don't like this mm-hmm. at all. Um, turns out that her mom has perfected the paralyzing drug. So it only affects your body and not your mind, which is literally insane. So you know everything that's going on around you, but you cannot move. That, that just sounds so terrifying. Yeah. There's like medical conditions like that though. Like true. ALS. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's literally insane. I can't even... Um, so Morgan tells her that they are waiting until Modrani to sacrifice her and Lou notices Morgan wearing Angelica's ring and she starts to panic because she needs to wear the ring to dispel the enchantment when Morgan kills her. That way, even if like Lou does die, like at least the Leon children would live. So that's like her whole thing. So now she's like, fuck, my mom has the ring. But of course, Morgan knows that. So she took it off of Lou. Um, Lou tries really, really hard to move, um, and to fight back, but it's no use. The drug has her literally totally um, paralyzed. So days pass and they eventually arrive at the chateau and there's an old friend named Manon and she greets them as they arrive and Morgan announces that Manon will accompany Lou while she's at the chateau. So basically Manon is Lou's babysitter. Correct. Not as cool as Ansel, but whatever. Um, Lou is like, I don't want company, just postcards at the door of my room and be done with it. Like she literally is just like, fuck it. I, I hate everything. Um, Lou is doing everything she can to convince Morgan not to go through with it. And she's saying that like the chasseurs are capable of change and that she's seen it, but Morgan just makes Lou look at their people and points out witches who have lost mothers and sisters to the stake, which I mean is I think a very potent, powerful thing mm-hmm. that she just did there because it it's true like as much as it's wrong to kill like the king and his line who are innocent children there have been innocent witches who've died too um morgan tells her that love has made her weak and lou asks her if she if she like morgan ever loved her and morgan says of course not you are the child of my enemy 
born for a higher purpose and I won't taint that with love. So now Lou has mommy and daddy issues for sure. Like a hundred percent. Like this is so mean. It's gross. Like you are the worst mom on the planet. Literally the worst mom. Um, Morgan tells Lou that if she attempts to flee, she will kill Reed and feed Lou his heart, which is like traumatizing so fucking could you imagine i feel like this was like all lou needed to hear to just not try to escape she's like you know what i'm gonna stay here then yeah i'm just i'm gonna just stay here yeah so morgan announces that there's only three days left till motvani and it hits lou that in three days she would really be dead like literally dead dead d-e-a-d dead 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 like super dead um and because she's dead she's going to be parted from reed forever and she's kind of like wherever i'm going in the afterlife reed is probably not going to be there because she's assuming that like they're going to end up in well i mean if she goes to hell reads a good person wouldn't go to hell but also if she goes to like the witch's version of heaven it wouldn't be the same heaven he would go to exactly so either way wherever she goes he can't follow they're gonna be separated and she's sad about it yes so now we're back with reed and they are currently camping in la forêt des yeux and everyone is freezing their ass off um and again they're freezing it's cold yes so how are you having sex outside i on a roof. Answers. I, like, I it's probably colder higher up in the air, isn't That's it? Not, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Right? Anyway, science. They aren't too far away from the chateau now, but their timing will still be pretty tight. Um, and also, a random black cat has started following them. Cute. Which is, like, important for later, but, like, right now you're just like, oh, okay, cat? cat? Cool. Sure. Salem? Is it Salem? I've always wanted a black cat. And you wanted to date it. Salem. Yes. Yeah. I will do it one day. One day. So then Coco hears something and they see a group of like 20 chasseurs being led by Jean-Luc walking close by. Jean-Luc then looks in their direction and thinks he sees something, motioning his men in that direction. But luckily, that black cat jumps out and they're convinced that it was just the cat that Jean-Luc saw. So then the chasseurs move onwards away from them. And Rita's like, that was way too close. But LaBelle instead is like, honestly, we could use their help aka strength in numbers because they're gonna like unite against a common enemy exactly and reed is like are you good bro they'll literally kill lou and ansel instead thinks hmm, maybe not since the archbishop told them that they'll all die if lou dies mm-hmm. but coco instead says well unless they know the truth which is that if lou dies before the ceremony then everyone would be safe and they would just have killed another witch exactly which is like no big deal for yeah. them and Rita's like, either way, I don't trust Jean-Luc, and I'm not risking it. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. I win. Yep. I am the leader here, and also, we do what I say. That's my wife. Yeah. And LaBelle is pissed and whispers, like, something under her breath to the cat, and then the cat, like, disappears. Whatever that... Take that at that... Like, at this point, whatever that means, take that what you will. And the cat's like, don't worry, I'll go tell your message to whoever you want. Yeah. Um. So we're back with Lou now. And Lou awakens in her old room to Manon, like, stroking her hair, which is so creepy. Don't touch me. Um, If I don't like you, do not touch my hair. No, literally, I don't don't know what it is. And and people touching people without permission, do not, like, do not touch my hair. Um, She still can't move her body at this point. And Manon is trying to get Lou to eat something. But Lou is literally like, get the fuck out, bitch. Which I mean, accurate feeling right now. Uh, Manon tells her that her sister was killed by the chasseurs and that Lou has the chance to right all these wrongs. And if she, Manon, um, would take Lou's place, she would. But it has to be Lou. So Manon begs Lou to um, not flee again. And Lou, who's just like, she's just tired. She's exhausted emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. She actually promises that she won't flee again. Because I think at this point, she actually starts to 
feel bad that like all these witches she feels are... bad but she's also defeated mm-hmm. she kind of is like has a broken heart she doesn't think that like reed is gonna come after her so at this point she kind of doesn't have a reason point. to live anymore and yeah. again she's just tired yeah she's tired of running she's tired of hiding she's just tired of everything she's exhausted um the two days pass quickly for lou and we're finally at mosvani or like christmas eve whatever um, and they start getting her ready for the sacrificial ceremony, which is, like, mm-hmm. such a fun, gross thing to get ready for. Menon asks Lou how she managed to escape the first time. And Lou tells her that she gave up her life, like, or, like, her symbolic life for her physical one. Um, because by escaping, she had no intention of ever coming back to the chateau or seeing anyone there again. So she gave up her witch life kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, Lou tells her not to worry, though, because it won't work this time because she can't give him up. AKA Reed, because Reed is on the line now. Then Manon tells her that Morgan is requesting Lou in her rooms because apparently she has a visitor. And I'm like, who the fuck is coming to visit her? I thought it was LaBelle. I don't know. I, I had all these theories, but I was wrong. Um, because Lou also has all these theories and her immediate thought is that Morgan has captured Reed somehow. But when she's actually like brought to the room, she sees that it's the archbishop. And I'm like, oh yeah i didn't see this coming i was like what what the f is the archbishop doing there but i mean like the archbishop clearly isn't there of his like own free will yeah bound and gay yeah like he didn't just like wander in and who's like hi hello i'd love to talk to you all and like morgan is like oh my god it's so nice to see you again like how are you how's your penis like what's going on like no he's bound gay the first time yeah exactly lou is surprised to see him there obviously as we all are and morgan tells her that they found him this morning wandering in the forest while he was out looking for lou so he's he's also looking for her at this point kind of thing Morgan asks um, Lou if she wants to kill him. And I'm like, oh, damn, that fucking raised the stakes real quick. Lou admits to herself that there was once a time when she would have said, yes, like, go ahead, kill him. Um, But in the end, she actually tells her mom, no, she's like, please don't do it. Morgan tells Lou that this is now her chance to ask the archbishop any questions she has. And she won't get another chance like this. um, Because although Morgan will honor her wish not to kill the archbishop, the other witches won't be as generous. So Mm -hmm. like... Plus, like, Lou's about to die, too. So, can't ask these questions when you're dead. Fair enough. Like, regardless of whether or not the Archbishop dies, the plan right now is Lou's gonna die. Um, The first question Lou chooses to ask him is, do you hate me? And then the Archbishop starts spouting, like, again, Bible verses. And, like, my I had no idea what any... Literally, I was reading this, and I'm like, bro, what does any of this mean? Like, I know you're trying to make a point, but, like, a simple yes or no would have sufficed, you know? Like, he was trying to, like, some round roundabout way of saying like oh like you know maybe i do hate you but maybe i don't because technically whatever happened to you is my fault because i didn't provide for you because i was your fault and i was like bro what are you saying no literally no idea what he's saying he's just talking drivel at this point um morgan starts laughing and saying that she expected more of a fight out of lou and lou is like listen i'm not going to beg for his life i'm not going to beg for his love like it's literally not happening and morgan's like not the archbishops but your huntsman aka reed Lou is confused, so Morgan spells it out for her. Reed is the bastard son of the king, and with Lou's death, Reed will also die. And then Lou blacks out again. This is a common theme. Well, I think she keeps getting injected by this needle thing. But, like, still. Like, so, almost every chapter with Lou ends with this girl blacking because out. Because she starts getting her feels back. She's like, it's and, Yeah, and then her mom is like, nope. bam, you can't move. Nope. Needle in your throat. Yeah. So now everyone knows the Reed secret. Yeah. Ooh. He's actually royalty. Technically, no one's confirmed to Lou that LaBelle is his mother. And I guess LaBelle has But I mean, confirmed. she's figured it out and she thinks that she's right. She made a great leap and yeah. there you go. She knows. Wow. 
her her super big leap ended up being right. Yeah, shocking. How many times does that happen? Apparently a lot in this book. Anyways, we're back with Reed. And they are about two hours away from the chateau. And Coco tells Reed about how she first met Lou when they were six. And they have been friends ever since. So cute. But all that time, she had no idea what the damn Blanche were planning for Lou. And then one day, Lou just like disappeared. And she thought Lou was dead until Lou somehow found Coco in... Cesarine. That's how I said yeah. it. With a huge scar on her neck. And Coco tells Reed that no matter what happens, he has to get Lou out and Coco will worry about the others. Yeah. So Reed's one job is to get Lou. Get Lou. Yeah. Not worry about and it. And Coco tells Reed that even Lou is vulnerable right now because, you know, she's out of practice um, since she's been hiding her magic for years. And that the witches at the chateau will be very different and they'll be out for blood. Yeah, and they'll so be super powerful. They're skilled. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They're not going to hesitate yeah. like she does or... All these like really heavy like gold cords. Like Like they'll be better at it. Like LaBelle clearly is a super powerful witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then LaBelle interrupts them and apparently their plan to get into the chateau is to walk right in. I love these type of plans. Like we're just going to hide right under their noses. Yeah, plain sight. I'm like, yeah, nothing should go wrong. Yeah, so LaBelle uses her magic to change the boys' faces so they won't be recognized. And then they're going to try to pick up witches traveling to the chateau for the festivities and try to convince them to take them as consorts for the night in order to get in. Love that. It's yeah. like witch tinder. So the boys manage to pick up some witches on the road and convince them to take them to the chateau. And even Coco finds a witch to bring her there. Love that. And only LaBelle is nowhere to be seen. But she did tell them before that she would meet them inside. So they're just kind of like, all right, I guess we'll meet her inside. They're like, all right, sounds good to yeah. me. So they actually enter the hall and Reed sees Morgan sitting on a throne with a loo floating unconscious behind her, which is a terrifying image. I also right. have this thing with um, bodies floating. You know, when they're like hanging. She's floating, but like, I think she's like bent. That That's what I'm saying. You know like I mean? the hands are like. It's not like she's like floating in like a nice. No, she's plane. not like flat. Like her she's arms not like, she's are not like, like horizontal. She's just like bent. Like, like I think her back is bowed. Yeah, like she's it's like very. V, yeah. It's, like v, it's very unnatural. Yeah. Um, so Morgan starts the uh, festivities and the consorts aren't allowed to sit at the table. So the boys and Coco go like stand by a wall with all the other consorts and there's a window. And this is where Madame LaBelle comes and speaks to them. She's like talking to them through the window. And she's basically saying she doesn't have any more magic left to change her own features. So she won't be able to go into the castle. Um, LaBelle tells them to wait for her signal. And then she skedaddles off and it's like, what the fuck's the signal? Yeah, like, like you could have told me what the Hello? signal was. Um, is it like an arrow coming through the sky? Like, like what, what is, is it? it? An is it a red flash and light? No idea. You should always tell people the signal. Um, they're interrupted by the witches coming to retrieve the consorts to dance. So like literally hours pass that they're at this fucking party waiting for the signal. And it's finally midnight. Now it's getting to like mm, crunch time. Morgan calls everyone to her attention and now Lou is awake and she tells everyone that before she performs a sacrifice, she has a present for Lou. And then a witch drags LaBelle into the room and Morgan accuses LaBelle of conspiring with the king and trying to break the castle walls to take Lou away from them. Then Morgan stabs LaBelle in the chest and I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, right? what the this is, is that the signal? I, for me, when I first read this, I thought that was a signal. I was like, does she mean for this to happen? I was like, like well, that's the signal, right? Is there something I'm missing? Yeah, clearly. Not. But anyways, Reed runs to LaBelle's side immediately and Morgan is like, haha, I found you and puts a knife to his throat. And at first, Reed starts fighting her, but then Morgan's magic like overpowers him and she brings him, Ansel, and Bo forward to witness her sacrifice Lou. At this point, she's figured out their disguises because when 
I guess when the bell was injured, all of the magic that she was using on them kind of like dissipated immediately. Yeah, which makes sense. Like it's connected yeah. to her. Um, and she's about to slice Lou's throat when Coco jumps out of nowhere and stabs Morgan. Um, and Reed goes to get Lou, but Lou tells him to help Coco, who's literally getting dummied by Morgan right now. Yeah, like clearly the stabbing did not push her back no. in the slightest. No. Like she's still trucking along. I mean, she's the most powerful witch, right? Yeah. Little knife is not going to do anything. Yes. So then chaos breaks out and all the witches are running all over the place. But then Bo creates a diversion <laughs> by singing Big Titty Liddy and stripping naked. I love that. And then, like it actually works. All the witches are kind of like... What? what the fuck's going on? What is happening? Is this the entertainment for the night? Yeah. <laughs> you invited a stripper? What? I love it. Woo! They all start, start throwing ones at him. Yeah. What's, it, what's their currency? I wish I knew. Like coins? Like gold coins? Like in his direction? Well, the French use euros. They didn't always use euros. I don't know what it was before. I think... Oh, wait, no. Aren't they called... Corona? 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 I don't know. Could we have looked this up? Absolutely. Did we? Absolutely not. Anyways, so the distraction is actually enough for Reed to get um, to Morgan and put a knife to her throat. And he's literally about to kill her, but then he hears the archbishop call his name, and Menon is there with a knife to the archbishop's throat and tells Reed that if he doesn't let Morgan go, that she will kill the archbishop. And then with this distraction, Morgan manages to escape Reed's grip and slashes Lou's throat completely and Lou's die like dies. Uh, uh, what? Uh, it, it, I, I didn't see this happening. I was like, what? She's actually dead? I was like, But obviously, damn, like, you're sad like... for a second because, like, then the next stuff happens. Yes. So Reed is literally devastated and starts spiraling into darkness. You That's think... how he describes it. Yeah. And then in this darkness, he sees, like, a single golden cord that goes from Lou's chest to the archbishop. Mm. And immediately Reed like knows what this chord means mm-hmm. essentially means a life for a life so he runs to the archbishop and kills him and in that moment lou comes back to life and like this like the gash on her yeah. neck starts healing i was like damn i was i was and not expecting no reed and so essentially stab. reed is a witch yeah you're a wizard harry you're a wizard reed i'm, I'm a what, what? a wizard. wizard reed is a whole ass witch like because he saw the cord and only Dame Blanche can see it, right? Like, yeah. I didn't expect him to actually stab the archbishop because no, the archbishop no. is, like, his de facto dad. But he clearly, like, was like, I this is I choose Lou. So we get this another, like, shortest death yeah. in history moment. Essentially. Yeah. So Morgan is clearly pissed and tries killing Lou again, but an arrow comes out of nowhere and hits her in the chest. Damn. And you find out that this arrow came from Jean-Luc and the chasseurs have arrived. Um, and they're, like, ambushing the the chateau essentially and Jean-Luc sees Reed holding the knife in the archbishop's chest and shoots another arrow aimed at Reed this time I fucking hate this guy I hate Jean-Luc you know what you know what kills me is that Reed actually considers Jean-Luc his best friend throughout this that it's like thing, bro like, he ain't your friend like he ain't he's your so jealous of you he's constantly trying to undermine you like he is not your friend. No, no, he's not your friend. But I mean, it's again, it's one of those things where like you grew up together, so you're willing to make like a lot of excuses for the people fair you enough, love, right? Enough. Which makes sense. I think we've all done it. Um, so through the chaos uh, that the chasseurs have created, Reed is actually able to grab Lou and Labelle, and they all manage to escape the castle and hide in the forest. Which is like, oh, they all got out. Shocking. Um, when they reach their camp, Reed begs Coco to try and heal Labelle. 
and Coco uses blood and honey. Hmm, sounds like the title of the next book. Whoa, to heal her, and it works. I love that. I love when they throw in the meaning. Well, every title, like she, all of her chapters have titles mm-hmm. instead of numbers, mm-hmm. um, and every name of the chapter shows up somewhere in that chapter. I think, too, um, the what's the this book's name this book is serpent and dove Mm -hmm. um one of the our listeners on twitter i'm gonna find it because she made like a really good point i was like oh damn like that's probably true so her name is lauren um she tweeted us she was like i haven't read the series yet but in the latest episode y'all mentioned it was really religious might also be on take on might also be a take on that one bible verse that says I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves, so be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. So like serpent and dove. And I was like, I wonder if this has been confirmed somewhere that that's kind of like where the name comes from, but I thought it was cool. Um, Anyways, so the honey and blood heal uh, heals the bell. It works. Lou is still unconscious though, but she's alive, thankfully. So Coco uses some of her blood magic to create a protection spell for them. Um, And the way that this works is she actually has to smear the blood on their foreheads, a la... Lion King style. So yes, this was my first thought when I read this part is the part where um, Rafiki Rafiki smudges some like red thing on Simba's baby head. Simba. Yeah, that's that's all I was picturing. Um, LaBelle wakes up first before Lou and Reed takes her for a walk privately to talk about what went down because clearly they have a lot of air to clear. LaBelle is like, so you killed the archbishop. And then Lou came back to life. So you saw a pattern, a.k.a you're a wizard read like we've got that moment you know labelle is shocked because it's unheard of for men to have magic she's like what like women cannot just have one thing can they no damn fuck (laughs) why is that the first thing i thought of when i was like shit man like him just when you thought you had something just when you fucking like i love read but fuck anyways um Reed tells her that the chasseurs saw him kill the archbishop, so, like, that's potentially problematic now, as the chasseurs, as well as Morgan, will want him dead. So he really has, like, nowhere else to go, essentially. Um, Not to mention the king, who, once the king finds out about what happened here, he will want to try and kill Lou, since she has the potential to wipe out his entire line. And, like, that whole thing of, like, if some, as long as someone else kills Lou, it'll be okay. It has Mm -hmm. to be the mother and, like, the whole ritual thing. And then this is when um, we get the best line in the book because Reed is like, why the fuck is everyone in this kingdom trying to murder my wife? I loved this line. I really like... fuck. Yeah. And he doesn't swear. No. This is his first like F moment, like F bomb. I know. And coming from someone who says them a lot, I'm like, damn, okay, good for you. Um, This is when Coco interrupts them um, because Lou's awake. She's welcome. Yeah. So LaBelle and Coco leave so that Lou and Reed can have a moment alone. Little tiny moment. Um, and then they're talking. Reed like apologizes for what he said to her before and for her abandoning her at like the first opportunity, even when he promised to protect her. And Lou is like, You have nothing to apologize for. I knew who you were and still fell in love with you anyways. Mm-hmm. And Reed is like, What do you mean? I have nothing to apologize for. And um He's right. He there's some stuff he needs to apologize for. Yeah. And Lou is like, don't worry, like, I love you. And um, then Reed says, I want to be with you always and never be parted from you again. Mm. Super cute. So they're kind of making up. Yes, they make up. Um, then they go back to the camp and everyone's talking about what they're going to do next. And Reed points out that the chasseurs know the location of the chateau now. And LaBelle says, doesn't really matter because you can't enter without a witch. Um, and everyone's like, well, then how did they do it the first time? And LaBelle is like, oh they didn't. I actually was the one who let them in. Mm-hmm. And everyone is like, 
why the fuck did you do that? Um, and you actually find out that LaBelle sent Jean-Luc a message through the cat. Yes. So that little whisper thing that you did to the cat, mm-hmm. that's what, that was the message she was sending. And actually, it's not a cat. It's this creature called a Matagot. Yeah. Whatever that or is. like French accent. Matago. I think, oh, maybe. I don't know. I think it like can change shapes and stuff. It it's kinda, more like a shadowy type deal. Yeah. For some reason, I also thought of like the nasal in um, Harry Potter. You know how Hermione's cat, Crookshanks, he's not like an actual cat. He's like a nasal. So he like looks like a cat, but he's like way smarter and like does mm, a bunch of stuff. Mm, I got the, you know, same kind of thing. That's just kind of what it reminded yeah. me of. Then Coco suggests that they all go back to her coven since Morgan won't be able to touch them there. LaBelle says that she won't go with them. Instead, her and Bo will go talk to the king. I feel like that's not a good idea. I don't know. I, Maybe because Bo is there, it'll be better, you know? That's why, she's, that's why like she says, Bo, you're coming with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Angela is still like, hold up, I'm confused. Why is Coco's coven a safe place for us? Fair question. And Coco's like, because my aunt is La Boise. Which means the neighbor? I don't know. The book ends with this, and also I'm like, well, what? who is this person? I don't understand the importance. Yeah, because like all we know about Coco's aunt is that like she is powerful, she doesn't like the Dame Blanche, and now we know that her nickname is La Voisin. Sure. And she's the neighbor. Well, she's the neighbor who doesn't like anyone? I don't know. She's not your friendly neighbor? She's not your friendly neighborhood witch? Spider-Man? No. She's not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? No, she's not. No. She really isn't. Um... That's literally how the book ends. Yeah. It ends on this kind of massive I think, cliffhanger. I think it actually ends with Reed saying shit or something. Yeah. He like swears for like the second time yeah. in his life. Um, so that's how the book ends. I feel like there's a lot of loose ends. And my personal biggest loose end is like as much as Reed and Lou love each other, they haven't really had a moment to like sit and think about like what the actual fuck just happened. Like, I mean, they've been through a time just yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the reality of it is like, as again, as much as they love each other, Reed has been indoctrinated his whole life to hate witches. And that's not just going to like disappear overnight. Like there's no way. Like they're going to have to deal with their shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And If they ever get a chance. Exactly. So I'm assuming and I'm expecting Blood and Honey is going to be angsty as fuck. Because I think that they have to go through a lot emotionally. Like mm-hmm. I know at the end he's like I never want to leave you. I want to be with you always blah blah blah. But you still have to address like all these issues that like are going to crop up in your relationship because the reality of it is like for a large portion of his life Reed has dedicated himself to killing Lou and other women like Lou. And now he also has to come to terms with the fact that he is a witch. Well, I mean his whole life has been a lie, right? Like yeah. he's been told to hate a group of women meanwhile he's actually a affiliated with them yeah on a, on a level he never thought yeah he would be and now he knows who his mom is and he's also like there's just so much yeah. so so much yeah. and now lou has to reconcile with the fact that like she's in love with someone who like kind of hates who she is fundamentally and who now is probably going to need time to sort out his own shit other than his relationship with her so should be interesting. Should be really interesting. And Stay tuned. Now we've got this like ragtag team uh, too, like Ansel and Bo and LaBelle and Coco and Reed and Lou. And they're like these mich- mismatched like people that are... I just think it's like everyone else makes sense. The one person who I'm still confused what he's doing there is Bo. A hundred percent. I'm like, you're a prince. Do you not have like... 
things to do is like, someone important. not like is someone not like confused as to where you went or is like he, you know what i mean like you're not accounted for it's like you have royal duties where's the yeah. prince or is he one of those princes that just like everyone knows he's like a loose cannon and always like fucking around and must whatever be, so they're be. like Meh, he's on a three-day but like binge, as but, like, you would think though as technically the next in line to be king they want to make sure that he would you know, be a priority. Mm-hmm. So I'm still kind of confused what he's doing here. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The whole the whole group dynamic, love it. Bo seems like he just tagged along for the yeah. ride. Yeah, and I mean he, he was like, out. this looks like a fun adventure. And I mean he's kind of finding out a lot too. Like so many bastard children. He found out he's he was like, going I to have die. siblings. Read you are my brother. Yeah, how are they gonna deal with that? Like I don't know the whole brother thing. And then like. Are Bo and Coco actually like in love, or is I don't think so because like throughout like the the rest of this book they kind of like hate each other a bit. Yeah, like they're they're constantly like fighting with bickering. each other, like bickering. I don't know. There's just a lot of loose ends, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I think we've both heard a lot about Blood and Honey, and like read a lot about Blood and Honey online, and it seems like it kind of suffers from that like second book syndrome in a trilogy. Well, I mean, I started reading it a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. Like, maybe the middle of September. Because I read Serpent and Dove in, like, one sitting. Literally, really she's quickly. I really liked it. But then I started, like, Blood and Honey literally the next day. And I struggled through the first, like, 100 pages. And I'm still... I still haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, hopefully it picks up. I've also heard that it picks up. Like, I like... Obviously, I'm still obsessed with Lou and Reed because I love them. I think they're super cute. But um, it definitely starts out a bit slow. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a very different kind of novel yeah. than Serpent and yeah. Dove. Maybe less action-packed, more angsty, emotional, figuring out their shit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously I know how it ends because, you know, I do what I always do, read the ending. Exactly. And it seems like the lot, the next book, because I think there's only going to be three, right? Yes, it's a trilogy. I think the next book still has a lot to... A lot of loose ends? Figure out. Damn. And fix. It's going to be an action-packed, and these books are not incredibly long. Like, they're short compared to, like, I don't know, like, other books. Like, fucking... They're short, but, like, lots of jams happen in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one of those. But, yeah. Anyways, um, that is Serpent and Dove. Um, Next week, we'll do Blood and Honey Part 1. Yes. Definitely liking this schedule more. Yes. It works I just, out better. I feel yeah. a lot better. Me too. Like, I really do. Yeah. Anyways, um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, our social medias are always linked in the episode description. We really appreciate you guys rating and leaving reviews. And if you are able to do so, it really helps us out a lot. Um, like stay on podcast charts and stuff, which mm-hmm. is great. Hopefully we have a lot of exciting things coming your way. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it later. I don't know. Anyways, thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches. Bye. Bye.